I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In episode 30, we discuss being exposed to a variety of experiences as a child, and we talk to Tyler Shinnick about encouraging creativity. Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babler. And Tim, this week we, we talked with Tyler Shinnick, and he brought up this idea that as a, as a child he had been exposed to to a good variety of different opportunities, whether they be artistic or athletic or academic. So could you talk a little bit about what your experience was as, as a child? Sure, yeah. Yeah, as Tyler mentioned, I, I do think it's important, and people are going to hear it soon. I I had a, a quite a, a wide variety of experiences, and I'm going to stick specifically non-musical here, because I think we've mentioned those in the past on the podcast. But since I was a kid, I mean, moving to Washington, and we got put into city league sports like all throughout my childhood. I played basketball and baseball and football, and just having those opportunities to find out what I'm good at so that I could know, okay, you know, I, I did well at football. And I was okay at basketball, and I was good enough at baseball to play in high school, but I knew that there was nothing beyond that. It was just a fun thing to do. And the same thing is can be said for uh, educational experiences, too. When I was growing up, we had this, uh, this thing called environmental camp that the 7th and 8th graders would go to. And one of the presenters was uh, the husband of our kindergarten teacher, who was a scientist himself. And just one of those guys that just he can make something super fun for you. And I don't think I was ever interested in science. I mean, yeah, you do cool experiences and things like that, but I was never interested in science until I had that experience with him, uh, when he can make it so real and hands-on for you. And that's where I was like, you know what? I, I like this idea, which ended up working in my favor because my first few years as a teacher, I was actually teaching science to middle schoolers. So I tried to draw on that experience and say, how can I make something uh, real and relevant for, um, especially for kids to to try to grasp something that they may be good at. And I think, as you mentioned, being exposed to a, a wide variety of things can be good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know that I would say I had quite as broad of an exposure as, as you and Tyler maybe did. You know, I played basketball in grade school, but I am not very athletic. So that's about as long as it lasted. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think in addition to, to being exposed to a wide variety of things, there's there's a lot of value in being not, not necessarily push. Push sounds bad. It sounds like you're being forced to do it. But being <laughs> guided towards the things that you've shown some some skill or talent for. Like I think, for example, of how I got involved with things like math track or math bowl or whatever you want to, whatever your state calls it. But I, I got involved with that, you know, starting as early as like fifth grade. And like that was a thing that I, I enjoyed, that I was good at. And also just, you know, kind of like, like you were saying, led to when I was a teacher, I was I was a high school math teacher because that was something that from an early age I had interest in and I, I, was, I was pretty good at it. And I was pushed to try not just like the normal sitting in a, a classroom learning math experiences, but to, to go above and beyond that with, with the things that I was interested in. And I think our conversation with Tyler really led well into 
how we can encourage people to encourage those who are creative, whether it's giving them a variety of experiences or to, to give them more of a reason to continue what they're doing. Let's take a listen to that interview now. Today, we are excited to welcome Tyler Shinnick to the podcast. Welcome, Tyler. Hi. For those who are unfamiliar, could you quickly introduce yourself? Sure. I am Tyler Shinnick. I am a pastor in Nina, Wisconsin at Martin Luther Church. I'm just coming up on five years here. Uh, happy to be with you today. Thanks for being here. The, the reason we wanted to talk to you today was you, you describe yourself not as a creative, but you still had a, an interest in, in being on the podcast because you think it's, it, there's a lot of value in, in supporting creatives, even if you are not a creative person. So just to get us started, how, how did you come about this? Why do you feel this way? Sure. Well, I guess I would say that I very much um, have always kind of thought of myself as left-brained things like logic and, and puzzles and math and that kind of stuff has always uh, come fairly naturally to me. I haven't always had to put a lot of effort into working at that sort of stuff. So along with that, music has made a lot of sense to me too. You know, music has a certain logic to it, the, sure. the rhythms and intervals and pitches and all that kind of stuff. There's a logic to that that, that makes sense to me. So I have played a lot of music in my life. Um, I play guitar and trumpet and uh, started taking piano lessons when I was four years old. Uh, so I, I've been brought up around music. And I very much see the value in that. Um, but if we get to kind of the more artistic creative side of music like composition and and that kind of stuff that just does not make a lot of sense to me um, it's just not how my brain works so I, I i really can't get into that very well you know so i i very much say i'm not creative in that sense of the word but i do see tremendous value in that um, obviously music has to come from somewhere and the more that we can encourage people to, to create music and art and, and all that sort of stuff, the, the better off we're going to be. So I, while I'm not, not creative, I, I certainly appreciate those who are. And, and I want to encourage, encourage people in their creativity. Sure. And so speaking from your role as a pastor, then, how, how have you implemented this in your life? What, what things do you do to, uh, or how, how would you encourage others to encourage creatives? Well, I think philosophically, you know, I think it's best to come from a perspective of appreciating other people's gifts. So unfortunately, sometimes I think we have a little bit of a tendency to view other people's gifts, people who are just gifted differently than we are, with a little bit of suspicion. And, and maybe that's our sinful human nature showing. But I think, you know, you look at what the Bible has to say about spiritual gifts. It's about appreciating others and building them up. You know, there's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, where he talks about one body, many parts. And just because we're gifted differently doesn't mean we're any better or worse, but it means we're different. And, and that's, that's the way God has made us. And if we're going to work together as a church, we want to build each other up and give each other opportunities to use our gifts and succeed. So I think philosophically, that's, that's kind of where I try to come from and, and would encourage others to come from is to, to appreciate other people's gifts and, and not to be suspicious of them. 
but to give them the opportunity then to use their gift. I, th- I think I think that's really important. What are some of the best ways that you could encourage people to use their gifts within the church that you see, expanding beyond just you know singing in a church choir or being a part of a praise group or things like that? In order to be creative, how can you provide opportunities for creativity? You know, something we've we've talked about at Martin Luther here. We haven't done it yet, but something we've talked about is you know hosting an art fair. You know, as Martin Luther Church, you know, we we've talked about maybe hosting a Reformation art fair. You know, where where we recognize that there are lots of people with artistic gifts out there what if what if we open up our church you know and you know seek submissions and can offer offer a, a prize you know or something like that uh, where where we can really encourage people to, to use their gifts you know I, I think there's certainly opportunities for special events like that and as far as within the regular flow of you know church life I think that you know that there is something to be said for creativity and in worship planning you know we appreciate the people that we have on our our worship committee you know who help give ideas to to the pastors as as they do that we plan worship and you know certainly certainly as you said musicians are is a, is a big way that people can use their gifts in in the life of the church there may be some people out here thinking, well, supporting musicians or supporting artists or supporting creative people means buying things from them. And they may just say, you know, we, I as an individual or we as a family or we as a church can't support them monetarily. But what's the value of providing that like emotional support and the encouragement? What would you say is the, the value there? Sure. I think that there is a lot to be said for creating a culture of permission where you give people the permission to to try things, to uh, express themselves to the glory of God, uh, and to, to use their gifts to build others up. Even if that, that doesn't necessarily mean purchasing things or, or even necessarily providing monetary support, but to, to create that space uh, and that opportunity where people have the permission, have the ability to, to use their gifts to the glory of God and to build others up kind of playing devil's advocate here is is there a flip side to that is is it dangerous sometimes to give too much permission or any sort of parameters that you need to place on that in your opinion well i think it's important and maybe speaking a little bit to the the creative people here important that as we use our gifts we use them to build others up you know the apostle paul talks about that in first corinthians 14 that as we use our gifts, you know, the purpose isn't to impress others. The purpose isn't to build ourselves up. The purpose is to, to serve others. As in 14 verse 18, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So certainly I do think that, you know, artistic expressions, if they get too out there, too uncomfortable for the average person in the pew, that's going to put kind of an obstacle in the way of what we're trying to accomplish. So I I would encourage us, you know, all as we use our gifts, let's look at how we can build others up. You know, the, the goal should never be, how can I express myself super well? How can I make myself look good? But always, how can I build others up? How can I serve others? How can I give the glory to God as I use the gifts that he's given me? That's great. I really love that perspective. You've given some good thoughts about what our attitude should be as we use our creative gifts. But if push comes to shove, who really sets the parameters? And I guess, how would you say they're set? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I think when it comes to using our creative gifts, if we're talking about um, using them in public worship, especially, it's important to keep in mind what public worship is all about. And public worship is first and foremost about gospel proclamation. And ultimately, pastors have really been called to preach the word, to preach the gospel and administer the sacraments. Uh, and a big way that pastors do that is by conducting worship services and overseeing really everything that goes on in the worship service. So when it comes to artistic, creative expressions, I think it's important for pastors to use discretion uh, as to whether or not those are serving that proclamation of the gospel or hindering that proclamation of the gospel. And I recognize that that can create a little bit of a point of tension uh, between creative people and their pastors. It's probably not all that uncommon for creative people to sometimes be frustrated by their pastors because, yeah, sometimes creative people maybe hear the word no from their pastors from time to time. And I guess I would just encourage creative people to be patient with your pastors and, and to have some understanding that they have thought very thoroughly about how they want to proclaim the gospel. And, and you know, they've given some real good thought to um, how they want to do that and, and what's going to help that uh, or not. So if you don't see eye to eye, um, certainly talk about it, certainly have those conversations. But if push comes to shove, I think the pastor is the one that needs to be able to, to put his foot down and draw the line and say, you know, we're not crossing that. And and when that when that happens, I would, I would encourage humility to, you know, submit to your leaders uh, as as God encourages us to do so. I think it's very important though that that pastors make every effort not to be difficult. That they make every effort to equip and encourage saints to carry out those works of service, especially when it comes to creative expressions to assist in the gospel proclamation. We want to make every effort to encourage people to do that. Uh, and we want to make sure that we're not being unnecessarily difficult. Tyler, you mentioned earlier and a couple times now uh, about kind of the church operating as a body. And that's going into the, the discussion on we all have different gifts as the spirit gives. How do you help people to, to find their gifts? And you talked again about permission, but there may be someone who's like, I don't know what I'm good at. Like you said, being a left brain person, you can see logic and puzzles and math and even music, things that make sense. But there may be someone, especially uh, younger, that they need help exploring. How could you uh, lead them in the right direction? Great question. I think it's great to give people a broad experience, uh, especially as they're growing up. You had my sister Allison on a couple weeks ago talking about how she teaches piano lessons. And that's, that's a great thing. I mentioned earlier, I started taking piano lessons when I was four. That's how we did things in my family. Uh, we also played a ton of sports. We were involved in all sorts of different activities to give us a really broad experience as we were growing up to get to explore our gifts. And that has certainly, I think, benefited me uh, as I've gone into adult life that even though I'm not currently involved in you know any sort of a musical, artistic profession, I, I can understand it and I can appreciate you know, and converse with people who, who 
who are involved in those things. And I think I think that's an important thing. So I think as we're we're raising children, it, it's great to expose them to all sorts of different opportunities and experiences. And I think that should should really influence the way that we do things as we you know operate our schools, as we seek to give children those opportunities in our churches and our youth programs. Uh, that's that's an important thing. Jumping back just a little bit, you talked about creating a, a culture of permission, and I, I love that. I'm fully on board with that. But I think, like, just that that phrase can feel a little abstract to some people. So, can you go into a little more detail? What does it look like to create a culture of permission? Well, I think if I were maybe to kind of boil it down to a phrase, it would be to say, you know, that's a great idea. How can we get it done? That when someone brings an idea to you to say, you know, that that's a great idea. How can we get this done? Uh, as opposed to saying, you know, well, okay, that's an idea, but here's this and this and that problem. You know, I, I think to approach things with a mindset of how can we empower people to use their gifts? How can we say, yes, we have these gifts. Let's see what we can do with them. You know, I, I, I think just that mindset of having that and you know really that's a simple enough mindset that that if you apply that to the different situations that come your way that can can go a long way to creating that culture well tyler you have great insights and we definitely want to thank you for coming on the podcast today yeah thank you I'm happy to be here that wraps it up for another episode of the podcast as always if you have people you want us to talk to or questions you want answers to, or if you, like Tyler, are just really passionate and want to talk to us about something, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platforms at Wells Created. And be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast so you can get access to bonus content and uncut episodes. We'd love to have you check us out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.